He's been in a job for 45 days. On this episode of the podcast, we discuss Man United challenging for the title, COVID-19, heading in football, Frank Lampard, Eduard Mendy, clubs who sack their managers a lot, and goalkeepers who wear tracky bottoms. Sit back, relax, crack open a cold one. It's time for Four Manks, one toffee. Balls. That's, that's what I had at the end of Boxing Day, that cheesy balls. I didn't move all day. <laughs> Do you know what? I think, what was the first kickoff? It was United. United was the first game against Leicester, wasn't it? Yeah, Leicester, yeah. And I, I, I must have needed a piss in like the 25th minute. And I, I just, I didn't go until the end of the game. I just thought, I'm not moving. Because if I break the seal, that's it. It's just going to be an uncomfortable fucking afternoon, evening and night time of constantly going back and forth to the toilet. I was desperate at full time. And because we were trying to push for a third goal as well. Yeah, I'm, I am annoyed at that result. I'm more annoyed at it now watching West Brom nick a point against Liverpool. Yeah, I mean, listen... Yeah, that, I mean, that, that frustrates me as much as that Arsenal game. Yeah. I, I mean, that, was, that, that, that game was there for the winning, but... I thought about that Arsenal game before. Like, that's a big... You know what? If that ends up costing us anything at the end of the season. Well, you've got... There's a couple that we've had. We've had the Arsenal game um, where we've said it numerous times. They we, we let them beat us. Like, they didn't do anything in that game. It was our fault that we lost. The Chelsea game where they just sat and defended and it was the most boring game in the fucking world. And then you can add the Palace, which... I'll blame on the lack of pre-season, but Palace should not be coming beating us 3-1. No. And then you can add the Leicester game to that as well. Like, we could, if if realistically we're in a title challenge coming into the season and we fall about four or five points short, we can look back at them games and think that's where we've lost the league. Well, I think this is, I think this is where we should start tonight because we... I don't know what's wrong with the media, but I don't think anyone wants to admit that United are in this title race. No. We are absolutely part of this title race now. Now, there is no one more shocked than I. I am I am utterly shocked that we are even within touching distance after 14, 15 games or whatever we played. Like, no one wants to admit and get the hopes up more than me that we are in the title race. But... You've only got to look at the table and you've got to look at our next few games. I mean, if we get a result here against Wolves, it's on. Yeah. It's very much on. And it, the game against Liverpool, the first one in January, is it January, start January? That becomes a massive, massive game in the salaries. Yeah. Yeah, I think Clive Tilsley because um, Clive Tills is doing the Amazon commentary, um, said it at kickoff. It was like, you know, United are back, United are contenders again. And that's the first time I've heard a pundit or a commentator say, you know, we're fully in this title race. And 
and it is a bit insulting, really, when you think about it. Like, if this was, like, City are still considered second favourites. Chelsea are more favourites than we are. We're ahead of them with two with two games in hand, is it? Oh. Like, how... I mean, we'll get on to Frank Lampard in a bit, but... Yeah. I don't, I don't think we'll win the league, but if we win tonight, now more than ever, we are in the title race. Jesus. Absolutely, we are in the title race. Jesus. I mean, when was the last time? When was the last time we beat Wolves? Do any of you know when the last time we won? It was that we beat Wolves in a league game. I don't think it's been for a while. Not all Trafford, anyway. I don't know. No, was it that? Was it the last time they was in? <laughs> yeah. I'd love it if he is. What's <laughs> you know? I think we drew. I think we drew against Wolves the last no. time. No. We beat them last time in the FA Cup. But then the last three times before that was a nil-nil in the FA Cup, so it went to a replay. And then a 1-1 in the league. And then a 2-1 to Wolves at Molyneux in April 2019. And my apple was yours the last five games. So you're going back. You're going back to at least 2018. And I don't know if we beat them then. No, was, that, was, that the, was that the first season they came up? Um, it might have been, yeah. Because I know well, that we drew they, they, one they, they, one at Old Trafford that season. Been in three seasons, haven't they? Now this is the third yeah. season. I think we drew at Old Trafford one one that game. Sure it was. Wolves are a fantastic team. Wolves are an example for any team that have come up from the Championship of how to tackle the Premier League. Um, yeah, all right. They've had financial backing. They had players like Jimenez and Neves in the championship, which is obviously a massive advantage because those two are absolute world class. But it's hard to make that transition. And they've what reached Europa League last two seasons. Yeah. Mean feet for a team that's only been in the league three seasons. We've seen teams like Hull come in and do it and then absolutely fail. Wigan, Leeds started the season off unreal and now they've dropped off again. I know they've absolutely battered West Brom tonight, but it is only West Brom. Um, yeah, they're no mugs, Wolves. I just think they're really, really struggling about Raul. And they're, they're obviously going to, aren't they? Yeah. I, I don't think... Do you know what? I don't think he'll play again. It's difficult, isn't it? Mm. Difficult. I think he wants to play again. But I think with everything that's going on with the concussion protocol at the moment and protection of players and heading, and he's had a skull fracture... Like, not like Pep, Pep where he was protected in that and he could wear his helmet and stuff. 60% of Raul's game is heading. Yeah. Like, you, I mean, you, you look at who was that kid from from Wolves, uh, not Wolves, Hull a couple of seasons Ryan ago, Ryan Mason. Is that the same, did he? Yeah. What, what did he retire? Was it 20, 25 or something like that? He's, 25, yeah. It's. Um, I don't think he wants to retire, but I have a feeling that the doctors will force him to retire. You know, it's Petr Cech. The thing with Petr Cech is you're a goalkeeper, you know, and, yeah. and he's, I mean, you remember Petr Cech, Stephen Hunt won it. Rebel. And that was bad, 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 bad fucking tackle. That. I mean, it wasn't a bad tackle, but it like, was the aftermath of it. I he genuinely thought one of the only times in football I've, I've ever seen something happen and thought, fucking, he might die. Yeah. It's, it's that bad. But 
believe it. Now, as a striker, you can't tell a striker not to head a ball again. No. We're trying to do it at the moment. We'll try not to get too political. It's been an awful lot more because of the, the class lawsuit going on in rugby at the moment. We've, we've like played ex-players as young as, I think one of them was as young as 38 and he started getting signs of dementia. Yeah. Madness. Absolute madness. And you've seen it in football as well. Oh, Rashford with the sucks like a rapist. That was awful. Oh. <laughs> um, what the fuck? That was Timo Werner-esque. I know. He should, that was a heavy touch. Right? He should, should have done better with that Rashford. Um, yeah. You start to see it now. Like Players of different sports coming out and saying, you know, there's got to be changes and stuff. It's a bit difficult in football because how can you say heading out of football? You can. You can. I mean, you can. This this concussion substitute, I quite like that. I think that's better than what we've got in place at the moment. Like that David Louise. Like, I know David Louise gets forgotten about because of what happened to him and his, but what was David Louise still doing on the pitch? Yeah. The oh. fact that he passed that concussion test to be let back on the pitch is just ridiculous. Nothing. And what, what's a concussion test, really? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That, it's following, can you follow the finger? It's pretty easy. Certain sports you can't do it in, like boxing and kickboxing and combat sports and stuff. You can't avoid it. It's going to happen. Like you can bring in better medical testing and stuff like that. You can't avoid the actual sport itself. With football, though, like even though it's not even though it's not built in that you have to head a ball all the time, it's a massive part of the game. It's a massive part of the game. Have you even I don't know. I don't know if you can. Because mm. what, what did you do? Just play no over at night? They brought can you, can you imagine being a goalkeeper for 15 years and then they tell you, oh yeah, you can't hit it long unless it doesn't go over the player's heads? Can you imagine? Well, this is what they're saying. They're saying from goal kicks and stuff, like they're talking about ways that they can negate, like the amount of times that players had the ball. And goal kicks was one of the ones we were talking about, where they were saying, like, maybe we need to have a look at goal kicks and every goal kick from now on has to be short. And it's a bit like, yeah, but you're always going to find a way around that. You have a short goal kick, you send it out to a defender. What if he plays it long? Yeah, but then you lose, you lose crossing, you lose corners. Yeah. Fucking throw-ins. How many times does a throw-in get flicked on with a header? Like, it, you can't... You, the game has to change completely. Yeah. To get rid of it. And it's too... The game's been going for too long. Like, you'd have to wait for the... What age has it been banned from now? It's under 11s, isn't it? Mm. Maybe a bit older. So you're looking at them, that age group there, you'd have to wait till all of them are professional for it to be the new game without heading. So we're talking eight, ten years, and you'll still have pros, like you'll still have Michael Rashford or so we're playing in eight, ten years, and he's mm. been heading all his whole life. Not not the way he fucking, not, not the way he did it against Leicester. Fuck no, just, that, just as I fucking said that, I realised that that mess happened. <laughs> that, was a, that was a guilt-edged opportunity. I was like two minutes into the game as well. It's a difficult Hey, one. he put Cavani on that? Yeah. It's 1-0. 1-0. All day. Oh, yeah. We go on pace if that fucking goes in. 
Oh, yeah, to start a game like that. And mm. we did come out fast against Leicester. But <clears throat> it was quite an interesting start, though, against Leicester, because for the first 20 minutes, it was just slobber knocking. Like, it was yeah. one, one, one side to the other, to the other, to the other. We were quite lucky that they didn't score some of the chances that they had. Harvey Barnes, what a goal. For the equaliser, the first equaliser. Fantastic goal. Then he goes and does it again. Like, did you see his goal? Um, was it last night? Yeah, brilliant finish. How's, really good goal. How has he got a shot off from there? I rate him, mate. I think he's a really, really good player. Oh, he's fantastic. I think, I think he's got a lot of potential. Is he English? Yeah. yeah. I think he's having his best season. Yeah. In terms of goals and assists, I think, as well, this year so far. Well, he's only 20, 23, I think. Yeah, he's young. He's not as young as I think we all think young is. But he's, yeah, he's got, he's got his best years ahead of him. Definitely. I mean, he's no Mason Mount, though, is he? <laughs> I'm sick of people shagging Mason Mount. He's banging out. You know what? You've just said that, and somewhere in London, Frank Lampard is wanking right now. Hey. And Gareth Southgate. Somewhere in the changing room right now, Aaron Wambasak is wanking because we were just talking about scrapping crossing from football because of head damage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Christ. Difficult, isn't it? Mason Mount's bang average. And do you know what? I think Frank Lampard's bang average as well. And we'll, we'll talk about because this is this is the big, like, talking... Is that, is that, is that bubble burst now? <laughs> he's not had a... I mean, is Frank that... Lampard's bubble's burst, eh? But... Is that stat right? He's not had a win against a top-10 team all season? Uh, I think it no, is. The, no, oh, did they beat West Ham? Where are West Ham? No. They beat West Ham the other week, didn't they? See, you know whatever it was. Yeah, they did. You're right. Yeah. And yeah, that's only one. No, but they weren't higher than that when that result happened. Mm. The fucking shit. And he's a shit manager. But I'm sorry, I'm going to put it there. If people want to call Ollie a PE teacher, then Frank Lampard is a fucking geography teacher. West Ham attempt. So apologies, correction. I'll correct myself. They've not beaten anyone in the top nine this season. higher <laughs> when that game was played. That was during West Ham's good run of form. The fuck, the, the wank, mate. His tactics are awful. That that I think that draw against them pisses me off more than the loss against Arsenal. He's there for the taking. Chelsea weren't doing anything that game. And and do you know what? Right, I am sick of people sucking off Mendy. He is wank. I mean, he's he is just as bad as Kepler. Did you see him tackle fucking Pulisic in his own box yesterday? It's quite bad, that, yeah. I can't defend that. I mean, he, he's better. He had a few good games. He had a few good games when he came in. And I think everyone was just like, right, the shine's off Kepler. We've got this new keeper. And he's made a few comfortable saves. Lee said it the other day, didn't he, in the chat, saying he had a really good game against us. He didn't. No, he didn't. The, the two saves he made, I would expect any goalkeeper in the world to make. No, having said that, he made one save I'd expect him to make. The, the snapshot from Rashford, that was a good No, save. No, I'm sorry. I still expect a, a top goalkeeper to save that. I expect Fabianski to save that. Come on, mate. Oh. It wasn't it was nothing. It was nothing special. Mate, Fabianski was... couldn't save a Word document, let alone a fucking snapshot. <laughs> <laughs> 
Listen, there's a reason why he got to age 28 playing for nonce and no one came and signed him. If he was that good, someone would have got him beforehand. It was a panic signing because they realised how wank Kepper actually is. How much did he spend on him? 20 mil, maybe. I mean, today... He's 70 odd million on Kepper, so, you know, balances out a bit. It's bad, isn't it? 70 million on a goalkeeper. Like, 70 million on Allison for a keeper that changed your team completely. Fair enough. Mm. 70 million on a keeper no one had ever heard of playing for Athletic Bilbao who has turned to fucking shit. I mean, it's difficult. I'm a, I'd, I'd never even heard of him before. I mean, you've got to be... I mean, if, if someone goes and spends 72 million on Jan Oblak, you can understand that. The guy's yeah. proven. He's proven, proven world-class. But Kep, I mean... Can't even pronounce his second name. Mm. Still can't pronounce his second name. He's played in England for a season and a half, two seasons. I don't know. I, I, I pride myself on my knowledge of foreign football and the Spanish league probably being the main one. But even I was scratching my head when that news broke that they'd paid £72 million for Kepa Elisa Balaga. Do you, do you see that post? There was three players. I can't remember. So it, it was Kepa... Pepe, and there was another one, and it was pretty much just like if someone if a club says to you, We want 72 million, do not pay that price for a player. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember who else it was. It was fucking it was Pepe Kepper and someone else who cost 72 million. I cannot remember who it was. Oh, oh no, 75 that was, wasn't it? <laughs> free on an English tax. Nah, Maguire's not been bad, has he? I mean, statistically speaking, Maguire's one of the best centre-backs in the league. Yeah. He's, he's definitely showed up the defence. He just needs a stable partner. I was saying to my mate earlier tonight, uh, we'll go back to Chelsea in a second, but Eric Bailly, this is his third game in a row. This is fucking... That's yeah, unheard of. That is unheard of. <laughs> um, he, he has got everything to be a top, top-class centre-back. But I just know around the 60th minute tonight, he's going to get an injury. Or he's going to lever someone. Or, or he's going to lever someone, yeah. Mate, him and Rojo, that clip that went viral. Fuck me, man, it's like Tango and Cash. They are just violent. He's <laughs> snapping people at right and centre. Fucking hell. He's just, he's just mad, isn't he? Like, Vidic was mad, but he's mad. Yeah. He does fucking crow turns in his own box against Chelsea when he's not played for six months. <laughs> in an FA Cup semi-final. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. Okay. Oh, going back to Chelsea, what on earth has gone wrong for them? Like, I'm going to throw a couple of plate into Lampard because I don't rate him as a manager. Don't think he did anything really at Derby. Couldn't get them into a championship. You know, third best manager in the world, Marcelo Bielsa, could get Leeds into the championship. But Frank Lampard couldn't get into that. <laughs> Look at your face. <laughs> Honestly. The fact that, the fact that is, he was even nominated is a fucking joke. Is it, but no, like... Could you imagine Werner if... Hasn't 
Can you actually imagine if he won that award? How would he make? No. A, how would he get on the stage and make a speech? He'd be trying to fucking. He'd be trying to kneel down. <laughs> the fact that Hansi Flick didn't win it is a fucking disgrace. It's, it's a bunch of fucking bollocks politics, isn't it? Yeah. Chelsea. No. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I'm not sure. Like, I don't. I was listening to talks up fucking famous last words. Take a drink, lads. I was listening to talks for before two fingers. <laughs> I was listening to talks for before. I'm gonna have to change it, aren't I? Like, I was listening to a very popular sports media station before. Other sports radio stations are available. Yeah. And uh, there was a guy on. His his name rhymed with Daydream Forum. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's on everyone in a moment for being harsh on Lampard. Like you can't understand why people are so harsh on Lampard. They're so harsh on Lampard. Uh, Ollie, it's fair that Ollie gets praised because United have been knocked out of the Champions League. Yeah, okay, I can understand that. Like, we shouldn't have been knocked out of the Champions League. I've seen a few United fans saying, we got a group of death. Come on. Even if we finish second to PSG, we should be finishing above Leipzig. We should be finishing above Leipzig. Right? I don't care what you say. The, the thing is, for me, it's just... Champions League aside, we're talking strictly Premier League. Oli did better than Frank last season. And, all right, you had the X factor of... Or he had a transfer ban, he didn't have anyone to buy and stuff. No matter what you think about that and the players that he had and stuff, all right, I'll give you that one. On paper, yeah, we had signings that we were able to get in. We were able to reinforce the squad. Chelsea weren't, and they did well to finish fourth. I'm not denying that. They did well to finish fourth last season because Leicester were pushing hard at the end of the day. But they've spent £220 million on every area of the squad. Every area. It's not like they've gone out and bought strikers and midfielders, didn't buy any defenders or sure the goalkeeper. They've literally covered every single area and made it better. And they're struggling. And they're now behind us on points, like you said before, with a game in hand. We've got a game in hand on them. That's not good enough. It's not good enough. One win against a top 10 team, while the other team was in the top 10 currently all season, and we're 15 games in so far, nearly halfway through the season, is not good enough. Getting pasted by Arsenal, who hadn't won a game for what feels like. I mean, Tom Hanks was on that fucking island in Castaway for, for less time than Arsenal sought to win a fucking game, let alone score a goal. And you're getting pasted 3 0. And Arsenal had a Bamiang out, who is their best player. Regardless of form, he is their best player. I just don't think it's good enough. And I think it's rightly so that Frank, Frank Lampard is now starting to come under fire. I think his job is is under scrutiny, and I think it's right. I don't know what you two think. No, I, 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 I agree. I mean, especially with the money he's spent. The money he's spent, um, you know, Abramovich will be expecting, you know, a far better return um, than what's currently. I mean, it, it, it won't, I wouldn't say actually the, not, not return. I mean, even some of the performances are just shocking. I mean, some of the games are not they're not even playing well, um, and I don't know whether that's because as well he's how many how many signings he's actually brought in over the summer. I mean, he's, he did he did bring a few in. Um, I mean, I'll go back to Kai Havertz. I mean, eighty million. Not his biggest fan anyway, but I mean, even <laughs> Werner, even Werner at forty million, he's had he he's been in and out of games. He started off slow, then he seems to he seems to play well in you know Champions League in the European games. 
Cup games, but for whatever reason in the Premier League, he's just not he's not doing it at the minute. Um, in all he hasn't scored in his last 11 games. That's a £50 million striker, that. Yeah. Um... I mean, it's Thiago Silva. Has he been? Has he been out injured recently? Thiago Silva is that? No, do you that know contributed what? to him some and, of the. Him and Chilwell have been the only two that have really stood out for me. Who have looked decent, but again, like injuries, they were. He was out for a bit. He's been back in the side recently, and Chilwell has been. He was injured as well. But when those two play, they do look more secure. I just the shit. Man. I just think they're really, really shit, and I think they've just got a manager that doesn't understand what he's doing. And I think for all the scrutiny that Ollie gets for it, they need to be looking. They need to be looking south instead because they've both been in the job exactly the same amount of time. Um, and Ollie's taken us to what looks like a challenge, title challenge. I don't think Chelsea will finish top four this season. No, they're in serious threat of dropping out. I think serious, serious threat of dropping out. I mean, I'll go back a couple of podcasts ago. They were second. You know, they were second in the league and I was like, oh, they, you know, they could be up there, you know, come the end of the season. And then since then, I must have put the curse on them because since then, I don't think they would have get, well, they won 1-1, won, won, aren't they? West Ham. You tend, you tend to fucking do that, Dale. Like, you, you'll talk uh, something or someone up and then all of a sudden they have a fucking shocker. Like, I think Arsenal are going to batter Aston Villa 3-0 and in <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I did it on the WhatsApp group, didn't I? West Brom, 1-0 against Leeds. Big big Sam at the wheel. Eh? Gonna pan out exactly like the Liverpool game. Nick a goal. Fucking hell, man. Just a tiny face. 25-yard own goal. Oh, that was awful, that. You've yeah, seen it then on here. They, they had the audacity to ask Jimmy Floyd Bank at half-time whose fault it was. I was like, don't you fucking dare put that on the keeper. Do you, do you hear what he said? He was like, Christmas is gone. Well, that was a Christmas present for Leeds. I was like, oh, you, Jimmy, you smooth, smooth, <laughs> smooth, smooth bastard. <laughs> you what a guy. Good guy. We, are, we could be in here, lads. Are you on the same point as me? Bruno stood over a free kick. Bruno, free kick, yeah. Luke right. Shaw stood over it also. <laughs> He's um he's just gone for tellers, hasn't he? Seems to be a favourable switch, that doesn't it? Game's not working. I know. Let's change the left back. He's a bit. I, I tell you what. We we've spoken about the tactical ineptability, yeah, or genius of Ollie at times. I don't even think he knows sometimes. No. I think he just does. He's got it right recently, so I'm not going to slate him for the time being because he's still getting the results. It's a it's a big point for United. Like we'll try not to make it too United heavy because we've uh, we spent quite a bit of time on us. But January window is going to be a big 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 point for us on what we do because it's not even in terms of who we get in. It's it's who we get out. Like, did you hear the news from Fabrizio Romano today? No. It was that Pogba is definitely leaving next summer. Definitely. Right. I say just get rid of him now then. Well, yeah, why aren't we cashing in then? If you don't want to be here, then yeah. piss off. I don't want, if he's definitely going and he definitely wants to go, I don't want him here for another six months. 
it's weird with Pogba, it really is, because he's capable of turning out fantastic performances. And he has turned out a couple of blinders recently. He's, he's not been playing bad recently. No, no, he's not. Well, do you know what I mean? yeah, he does a single near a transfer window? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an odd one with Pogba because the squad like him as well. He's one of the most popular players in the, in the dressing room, if you believe yeah, it. I'm sure someone like Jesse Lingard is as well. I'm sure they're just great characters to have in the dressing room. But if you don't want a beer and his agent's that determined to get rid of him, sayonara. Well, don't you think Lingard's an odd one? Because he got his goal against Leicester at the end of the season. He was like a, a nice little feel-good story. And has he played all season? He played in the Carabao, I believe. Um, I can't recall any league appearances from him. Surely. And the thing is, when, he played, when he's played in the Carabao, and I know it's against lots of opposition, but whatever, I'm just going off, you play against who you play against. He's looked decent. You know he's looked hungry. He's done a lot of closing down off the ball, which is what you want to see from a forward player. I've, I still want someone like Jesse Lingard to succeed. You know, he, oh, he's yeah, someone that's that you. So in the Youth Academy. His 2017-18 season, he was brilliant. Do you remember when he just turned the Emirates into his fucking dance floor? He was untouchable that season. Still, still one of my yeah. favourite evenings, that. Oh, yeah, I yeah. think I think that I think that that season I, I think he looked he looked good in a pretty poor team though. To be fair, we were we weren't great, and that's probably oh, yeah. that's I think that's probably what it was. I mean, he didn't he probably looked great in a in a in a poor team. You know, he didn't contribute a few goals and assists, but but then not long after that, I think what did he go? He, he went nearly a full year, was it, or just over a year without yeah. without yeah. scoring again? Rough, isn't it? I think he'll like like you said he'll he will look good in a lesser team. I think if he goes out on loan in January, I think we'll see a very good player for the next six months because he'll look good in a he'll look good in a lesser team. I think where 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 would where would you play him? I don't know what sort of position he's be, he's best in now. Best in the middle, mate. Got, I think he's best got, in the middle of the ten. I think he's really agile and quick on the ball. I think he he shifts better in that direction. He's not a winger anymore. No. He's not a winger. Is he creative enough in that in that in that in that spot? Like you look at you, you take Bruno for example, and like um, Van der Beek, those sort of players who we yeah. could, could probably find a pass or two um, out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's even one, even one, even one Yeah. For all that, for all that, he lacks. He's, he lacks the pace. His footballing IQ's right up there. He, he knows. He knows how to find a pass. I, I still think he's our most technically gifted footballer. I listen. This, this is a strange word for me to say. Yeah, and I'm going to try and say it without sounding like a nonce. But I hope you both understand me. The best way to describe Juan Mata is he's just an absolutely delicious footballer. Some of his play behind that front line, in between the lines of fucking attacking mid, are some of the even some of the performances this, this season. He's he's come on in games and he, he's just flipped them on their head. He's a great player. You do realize you do realize that Juan Mata's older than you, therefore it can't be nonsense. <laughs> Maybe I'm lying about my age. Would you be surprised? <laughs> For the viewers at home, I've got a HD camera. <laughs> it does me no favours. 
Oh, ten eight. Um, he's, he's just a great. He's he's a fucking great footballer. I think like, it's going to be a sad day when he leaves United. It's difficult. Yeah. I mean, what do you do with a player like Lingard? He's not going to get in the United team. His best chance of, of doing anything this season is going out alone. But who's going to take him? Where's he going to do a job? I'd argue in the bottom eleven would happily yeah. take bottom ten. I mean, if if he's got any sort of ambitions to get in the Euros. You know the squad for the Euros. I'm surprised he didn't go in the summer. Yeah. Not the summer, but you know that that transfer window. If he had any aspirations of trying to get into that Euros, yeah. he, he would have known he, he needed to be to be playing regularly. Um, and you know, I, I would have thought Ollie would have said something at the start of the season. Look, you're not going to be my starting eleven. You might be on the bench or two. You know. Yeah. It'd be best if you if if you went elsewhere and try and guarantee yourself some first team football for a bit. But you know, using that logic, Fulham, like Loftus Cheek and Adama Luckman have done. Yeah, for, um, to tell you what, Fulham for for as much as I was slating them at the start of the season, are looking good, and it, yeah. it's getting interesting down at the bottom now because Sheffield United are gone, like. They're just too far. I mean, the only thing that was helping Sheffield United was the fact that outside of the bottom three, it wasn't that far ahead of them. But a loss to Burnley tonight is bad. That was a real six-point tonight, and they had to win it. Had to win it. The teams around Sheffield are all just starting to pick up points now. Yeah. Like West Brom are on eight, Fulham are on 11, Brighton are 13, Sheffield are on two. Like they're all just pulling away from Sheffield. Out of the three of those, um, Brighton, Fulham, let's face it, Sheffield United are down, like I just said. Out of the three of Brighton, Fulham and West Brom, I'm genuinely starting to think that Fulham might be the one that escape. Yeah. I think that'll be the I'll same. I'll be honest, but... unless a story comes out that he's done something horrific behind the scenes, I hope West Brom go down for sacking Village after getting a point against City. Weird. Really fucking weird, that. If they've just brought in Big Sam under the assumption of we just need to survive, fuck yes. Like I said about West uh, Watford last season when they got rid of um, Nigel Clayton for two games to go. With no reason to sack the manager, what are you doing? For what? <laughs> just see the season out. They've had some good results this season, West Brom, so far. They, they are exactly where they should be. Scrapping, they took a point against Chelsea, took a point against City. Would they have taken a point against Liverpool? We will never know. We'll, we'll never know because Village was never given the opportunity. Don't sack your manager unless it comes out that there was a real reason why. Weird, weird decision. Speaking of sacking managers, can I just put in my nomination now for Dickhead of the Week? Go on. The Sheffield Wednesday board. <laughs> so, and this, and, and this nomination has two, two different sort of facets to it, yeah? One, in a season where Sheffield United are as bad as they are, you have to be fucking horrific to still be the worst, most embarrassing club in that same city. Congratulations, yeah. Sheffield Wednesday. 45 <laughs> days they gave Tony Pulis. And then they sacked him, saying that results weren't what they were expecting. They weren't of the expected standard. 
He's been in a job for 45 days. Fuck you, you know. The summer, yeah. the school summer holidays last for longer than that. He's Whoa. fucking sacked him after forty-five days, and he's just got four points in the last two games. Madness! Absolute madness! Top that! Top that for dickhead of the week. Can you? <laughs> you can't do it. You can't. Do I, it. I have. I have two nominations. One is. You, but not inserting Scott Steiner in last week's podcast. Yeah, it was a, it was a low point for me that I just yeah. didn't have time <laughs> to get it out before the end. <laughs> <laughs> on Christmas Day, and he was like, "I was listening, I was waiting for it, and I was waiting for it, and it never came, and I was well disappointed." I'll have to get a clip um, that. Yeah, but my other one is whoever or wherever COVID has come from in the Manchester City squad to have five of your players have an outbreak and it could be more for all we know. Um, linking that into the Premier League as well, like why was that game cancelled yet Sheffield and Burnley went ahead today after Sheffield had an outbreak? Mm. Very, very strange scenario going on there. And Leighton Orient get thrown out of the League Cup but we've got to wait for City to be okay again before we play them in the semi. So, once again, I feel like I've nominated them before, but COVID-19 gets my dickhead of the week again. <laughs> dickhead of the century. Hello, yeah. Go on, Dale. You throwing a nomination in, mate? I ain't got any, mate, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're smart. I ain't got any, but um, purely on the fact that the uh, Sheffield Wednesday board were very impatient. I will, I will throw my, uh, throw my vote that way. Um, obviously, sacking Tony Pulis after forty-five minutes. To half time, yeah. Sorry, boys, it's not good enough. Uh, <laughs> Honest to God, man. After after what 40, 45, six weeks and three days, they've sat. They've actually sat in our boardroom and had a serious conversation and thought. It's just not working out this. How many games have they played in that time? Because EFL's had loads of games cancelled as well. Mm. You've probably got more about. than what? Five or six? Yeah. Stupid. And they've had, a points they've had a points deduction as well, haven't they? Sheffield Wednesday this season. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're already battling against it anyway. And I know, I think it was only six points, which, you know, two wins, it's not... It's not like crippling, is it, in terms of staying up? But fucking no. hell, man. No, when you're already fighting against it, just stop making just rash decisions to put yourselves in even more danger. But how does the future of football look? Right? And not to get too philosophical for a second, but this is we're seeing this all the time now. Like, gone are the days where... You know, Fer like Fergie, we always speak because we can speak from, from experience with our football club. Fergie comes down south of the border in 86 and he gets five years. Like, and, and even in 91, like 1991, he wasn't going well and, it, and he had a couple of last chances. But that's after five years. Like that, That's time, do you know what I mean? And it's a little bit like Ollie now. Like To be fair to the board, we have a shit board. We fucking hate them. We hate them, we do. But the, the one thing I cannot fault them for 
is a knee-jerk reaction after any of the, the poorer games that we've had over the past 12 months. Yeah. Can't fault them for that whatsoever. But our team's supposed to have a chance now. Like Sheffield Wednesday, Watford are probably the fucking worst in, in the whole English football system. These, mm. these boards just seem to be like this now. Roman Abramovich is one of the most famous ones. I'm shocked that Lampard's not been sacked after not being Villa, to be honest. I thought if, if Chelsea didn't get a result against Villa, he'd be on his last legs as, as far as Roman Abramovich is concerned. I think if it wasn't Frank Lampard, he'd be gone already. I don't know what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, I was going to say that. that. If it wasn't for the fact that he's a Chelsea legend, but at the end of the day, does that really affect Abramovich's decision-making? Is he asked if the manager's a legend? Probably not. He brought and got rid of Jose twice. Well, yeah, look what he did to Mourinho the second time. Fucked him right off. And with it, was it, was it Gus Hiddink who brought in twice as well? Yeah. Was it, was it or was it Ancelotti? I, I, no, they brought in Hiddink like twice, didn't they? But Hiddink was a yeah. weird one because they never appointed him permanently, did they? Temporary oh, yeah, temporary twice. Yeah. Yeah, like surely like, he, he brought, he took him silverware. Um, Roberto Di Matteo won in the Europa League. Yeah. You the Champions League? I have to say that one. Rafa Benitez won in the Europa League. Sacked. Mm. Oh yeah, Di Matteo won the Champions League. Sorry, yeah, not the Europa League. He won the fucking Champions League. Roberto Di Matteo won the Champions League. Yeah. Madness. Roberto Di Matteo. He was a banging player. And do you remember Roberto Di Matteo for Chelsea? He was a banging player in. I think it was... I saw a goal... If you've never seen it, I think it's the 97 League Cup final. I don't know what it was called then. It was probably still the Worthington Cup, wasn't it? Yeah, sounds about right. And he scored, I think, Middlesbrough. And he scored a goal after 40 seconds, and it is an absolute banger. If you can find it, in fact, I'll try and find it on YouTube, you know. It's a screamer, mate, 40 seconds into the game. He was great playing with Di Matteo. And that was a good Chelsea squad, that. When you think of who they had in the team, they had Frank LeBuff at the back, Dennis Wise, Graham Lasso, the ratty little bastard I hated him. Um, oh, who did he have in net? Tori Andre Flo. Tori Andre Flo, yeah. Oh, Eddie Hoy in net. Yeah, yeah. He, he looked like he was 30 and 90 at the same time. He had the worst hair you've ever seen in the world. <laughs> he had a, didn't he have Viali as like one of the player coaches as well? Yeah, Gianluca Viali, 97, 98, I think. They had um because he had Hollett. I think Hollett came in after him as manager. Yeah. Rude Hollett. Mm. I'll try and find this goal for you now. <gasps> I won't say oh, just coming to it now. Yeah, I'm I'm, about, I'm behind it now. But the fact that Wolves put the ball scares me. He's getting a bit tetulous, isn't it? Half an hour left. Because he doesn't there's not really been a lot of like clear chances, I don't think. You know the thing is, like this is where this is where Wolves kick into second and third gear. We saw them do it against Spurs the other day. Like, like that, I think they can feel hard done by in that Spurs game because after I, I they scored in the first minute, they did now. We 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 seem to come good towards the end of the games though as well. True. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this this game reminds me of the Everton one the other week in the cup. Yeah, where he was, you know, he was he was getting to the last twenty minutes or so, and it's it's nil nil, and then just a bit of a moment moment of magic, you know, put the game you know in our favour, and then obviously yeah. the late one. You, you know what? I had such high hopes for us in these like next few games after that Leeds and then the Everton game. The way we played them two games and like absolutely yeah. lost it. Yeah, we 
We didn't get the goals until late against Everton. But we controlled every single aspect of that game. Now. Yeah. And I thought, you know what? We, we've got it here. We've, we've Leeds and that one, we've got it. And now, it's just another team that's just sat back and we look back to square one again. Don't blame Wolves though, because you know losing him. And we've already spoke about it. Losing Jimenez is a big, big, big blow for them. Huge blow. And that Fabio Silva. I mean, how old is he? Twenty? Twenty-one? No, like eighteen, mate. Well, yeah. There you go. Just proves the point even more. Like it's just a lot of responsibility to lay on it on a young lad's shoulders. That oh, we've just lost our star striker. Now you're the main man. You're already our record signing at age eighteen. Exactly. Now is the front line. It's a lot of pressure to, to place on a player that. Yeah, I'll see if you can see it. Oh, I remember this goal straight away. Have you seen the old Wembley pitch? Runs through. Fuck off. <laughs> That's literally about 30 seconds into the game. Imagine scoring that screamer. Absolutely. Here comes Martial, sulking already. It's what footballers dream of, that, scoring a screamer in the Worthington Cup final. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking wanker. Oh, he's coming on now, isn't he, Sack Fabio Silva? He's got a lot of promise. He's got a hell of a lot of promise. Has he even uh, scored this season? Yeah. He's got a penalty. Um, against... Can't remember who he scored the penalty against. Um, lovely finish. His hold up play impresses me. Like he, he's got a lot of maturity as a, as a forward already. Like he knows he's got to hold it up and he's got to link up play. And the finishing will come, I think. Yeah. He's just he's he'd only played like, I think he'd only started like 12 games before like Wolf signed him. 35 million and he only started 12 games. It's a weird one, that. No, it's a bit of a baptism of fire, this. Mm. Because even before... More on potential. Yeah. Even before Jimenez was injured, he was playing quite a lot of football. Yeah, he was. I tell you, I like for Wolves, and I, it's worrying me that he's on the pitch now, Podence. He is... He's tidy as fuck him. Who, who did he score that goal against? Where that yeah. touch... Oh, that touch, is it coming to the box? Get oh, against Arsenal, yeah. Mate, it was so delicate. I thought, should we be under that much pressure in the box and to have the way you said it before about um, this word? I, it just made me think of you, actually, Danny. We were talking about Ozil against Liverpool that time. The wherewithal. The wherewithal Great to be point. under pressure like that and to provide a touch like that. Oh, fucking sublime. If he can get his end product consistent like that, you are looking at a very, very top player because oh, he, can be any, he can beat any defender in the league. Is I've not it? seen a player turn like him since Messi. The way he just spins on that ball, he is outstanding. The first time I saw him was at the tail end of last season against Everton. I think Wolves won 3 0 and he bossed it. He bossed that game. He made Everton. I watched him and he was outstanding in that game. Because I'm really sad to watch every single football game available. It's a shame, really. I, I thought Wolves gave Sevilla a much better game than we did. 
And if Jimenez wouldn't have fucking took that really shite penalty. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, we, we got on the topic of penalties the other day, didn't we? <laughs> I don't like it, mate. Don't like it. This stupid fucking run-up jump shit that Bruno and Jorginho do. I just think it's fucking that. And I mean, Chelsea, like, I, I 100% believe that if he would have scored that penalty for Chelsea... I think Arsenal would have crumbled. Oh yeah, I, th- I think that's very popular opinion. I think if if they'd have scored that, that game would have ended three three. Oh yeah, could have been even worse than that. Could have been even worse than that. I just think wh- when you're a goal that like it's one thing to do it <clears throat> when you're winning or you're about to go ahead, but when you're a couple of goals down, there's not long left in the game. I just think that's the time where you just got to think like, right, I've got to pick a spot and I've just got to fucking score this goal. Man, he's, he's missed his last few though, hasn't he? As well, I mean, he's not like he's 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 been quite you know confident recently in his penalties because I think he's, he might have missed his last three or four before that one. But you know, you, you look at him, you look at Bruno. I mean, Bruno, at least Bruno scores. His. I'm not asked what he does. He puts a ball in the back of the net. It's fine with me. But if you start missing two or three on the bounce, then I'd be going right. Well, you either change it or you change the taker. Yeah, well, they did change the taker. Chelsea's number one penalty taker now is uh, Timo Werner. But yeah. he obviously wasn't on the pitch at the time. Fucking, are you sure about that? <laughs> are you sure? Are you sure, Frank? I, I don't oh. care what someone does in the run-up for a penalty. If that's your technique and that's how you feel confident and you score the majority of the time, fair enough. Is that offside? No, no one likes... No one likes Pogba run up is that offside? Yeah, yeah. offside. Yeah. Um, offside. No one, no one likes the Pogba run up or the walk up, should we say? We don't like the hop, skip, and jump from Bruno and Jorginho. And some people don't like the Tridini approach of just run up and fucking lever it. But if it well, goes, Hardy does that, doesn't he? Yeah, Hardy does yeah. that. He's, oh, I mean, yeah. he's, he's missed a couple, to be fair. But yeah, you could. Oh, is that handball? Hmm. I'm watching this I mean, now. It won't be given anyway because it, they'll call Gavani offside. Interesting though, isn't it? Yeah. It's actually John Balls in that, isn't it? I'll tell you what, man. Cavani, as much as I fucking love him, as good as he's been at United, what are you trying to do? Your best fucking Filippo Inzaghi impression. Will you please stand on side just once? <laughs> he's been oh, watching videos. all right. There was no one like Rude, though, was there? In and around the box. Was it one goal he ever scored for us outside of the area? Remember who it was against? Charlton. Charlton. Good man. Charlton. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was the first game after uh, Fergie told Keno to fuck off. Yeah, I think it was. Because I think we, we were lost... in that blue kit, weren't we? Yeah. Yeah. I think we lost we lost four one to Borough, didn't we? Keno tore us a new one on MUTV. All that drama unfolded and I'm pretty sure it was the first game after all, all that. If I can remember right, because I'm sure we won that three one against Charlton at the Valley. That's their ground, isn't it? The Valley. The Valley, yeah. Do you know what? Don't care. I'm not in Premier League anymore. Never will be ever again. Fuck off. <laughs> Boring. When Charlton were in the Premier League, they were they were decent. They were like 
Didn't they get six foot one point? I'm sure Alan Curvis had got them to like near six or something. I don't know about six. I think I think they had one or two. Oh, what a save by De Gea! What an absolute save that is. Let's see that again. I'm not sure if that's straight at him. You know, maybe I've just overreacted. Oh, he's offside anyway. Yeah, it don't matter, does it? He's offside. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. He didn't know that, did he? Oh, straight at him. To be fair, he made it look better than it was. Still a good save, though. Still had to make it. I'm getting tense, lads. 20 minutes left. Yeah, Char I think Charlton might have had like one or two top 10 finishes, but they never had the quality, did they? When you think of the players that they had Kevin Lisby, Jason Yule, Matt Allen, Paul Koncheski. Who was that swat they used to have in there? He used to wear the pants. I fucking hate when goalkeepers do that. Was it It might have been, yeah. What are you doing? Why are you wearing pants? <laughs> But it, it, there was one that played for fucking West Brom, won it? Um, Polish lad, I think he was. was oh. Gas was it? I think so, yeah. He used to always <laughs> wear pants. <laughs> Do you know, all right, I wouldn't mind so much if they were like good tracky bottoms, but they were always like a fucking pair of Donnays or something, weren't they? Like, what are yeah. you doing? It was, it was Primark before Primark, was it? Oh, a, yeah, exactly. It was, it you was know, what it was all. They wore them, they had the white plimsolls. I'm trying to find this uh, Charlton goal now, fucking Ruth Van Nistelrooy. Well, update from uh, one of the missing two. Uh, disgrace, bow, that isn't a handball. And tell he's been on the ale. Good lad. <laughs> Cutting edge analysis there uh, from <laughs> the other two members of 4M12. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what, I have just found that absolutely other class goal that Van Nistelrooy scored. You know the one where he, um, is he the yeah, one where he took it off his chest? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The oh, one that oh, that one. Yeah. That one that he banged off his chest and then volleyed in. Yeah, yeah. volleyed it on the spin. He was class rude by Mr. Roy, wasn't he? He might be the best striker, pure striker we've ever had. Yeah. Oh, Marty Alman. Why is his touch so heavy? Yeah, he, he, did, he did that as well, didn't he? Was it after he had that ACL injury? Yeah. We were going to yeah. get him a season before, weren't we? And, he, and yeah. then he was out for a complete season. And we thought, oh, that's, you know, we've, we've missed the boat there. He might not come back the same sort of player. But, you know, you don't, you don't see that up, you know, after happen very often where you know an injury like that and then to be as prolific as he was do you reckon he would have been better if he didn't have that ACL oh oh thanks for listening to another episode of the podcast to support us please follow us on social media by searching for at 4manx1soffy on Instagram Twitter and Facebook you can also subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast stations, including Spotify, Google and Apple Podcasts and Anchor, as well as YouTube. Just search for Four Manx, One Toffee. Thanks from myself, Lee, Danny, Dale and Josh, and we'll catch you next time.